Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Katie Huff with Katie Huff Ministries. I am so excited that you are here today with us. You are listening to Setting Yourself Free, a podcast where we are encouraging people to be set free from whatever is holding you back, from being, doing, and having all that you have been created to be. And this is episode 16, and I am thrilled to share with you. I have the wonderful CJ Williamson with me, and I am just going to have her tell you a little bit more about her and her background. So CJ, if you'll just give them your name and tell them what your little background is, and, and then we can talk about what you're setting yourself free from. Okay, great. Well, uh, I'm a senior and I've been saved for a long time. I got saved on February 14, 2000, nope, 1981. It wasn't even 2000, it was 1981. That's how long it's been. Uh, I have a very unique walk with the Lord. Uh, I'm, I just, he turned my life around and I love, love, love him. And uh, I did a lot of ministry and then went through a lot of persecution. And in the last five to six years, I kind of shut down and went and hid in my closet. And then going to the retreat was a huge step. And it was just confirmed that I really need to let go of the isolation, get back around people, get back into my ministry and um, be free from whatever silly ideas I have about protecting myself by staying in a closet. <laughs> Very good. God is good. And what, what an iconic date, CJ, on February 14th, which is Valentine's Day, which you were saved and became to know the heart and the love of God on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. That wasn't by coincidence, now was it? And it wasn't by my plan either. <laughs> it was his plan. It always is, isn't it? Yes. So how did that go that day? Do you remember it? Oh, yes. Like, I mean, I get goosebumps. Um, I was literally starving to death. And I had two small children. Uh, my daughter was a year and a half. My son was six months. I was still nursing both of them. My husband was a trucker and he was often gone weeks at a time. Uh, I lived in a very remote small town. I did not know how to drive. I didn't have a car. He always uh, filled the house with food and stuff before he left. But this time he was gone a very long time. He'd left in October and now we were in February and I, I didn't have any more food. It was an ice storm. I couldn't go out and walk. Normally I would just walk wherever I went, but I couldn't. And I couldn't take the babies out because it was really cold out. And so I had really not eaten for a good month and a half and was just existing on water and nursing the babies. And it was getting desperate. Wow. 
I was laying on the living room floor and I was in and out of consciousness. And at one point, I just hollered out, God, if, if you're real, if you're there, save my babies. Mm. And I was ready to die. I just wanted someone to come and, and get the kids. And he showed up and I heard this booming voice speak to me with much authority. <laughs> and he said, get up, get dressed, get the kids ready. And I'm like, that's a strange thing to tell me. But I did it because it was so forceful. I was like, I didn't question it. It was like, okay, within, a, I was about a half hour, 40 minutes. I managed to get myself dressed and the kids bundled up. And this guy who I didn't know, he didn't know me. He drove to the front of the house and knocked on the door and said, I'm supposed to take you to get food. And mind you, I didn't have any money. I'm looking at him. I'm like, but sir, I, I don't have money to buy groceries. He says, no, I'm taking you to get you some food. Wow. And he took us to the grocery store and bought us food and took us home. And then within a week through numerous different people, the Lord literally moved me to a different town, to a different house where I could walk, where I could get to the grocery store by foot and get everything that I needed um, on my own. And I'm a reader, so I really like books. Now, mind you, this guy also gave me some cash money, which he was a real sweetheart, not only buy food, but gave me cash. And I walked up to this little Ben Franklin and here was this book and it was only a few dollars. So I thought, well, you know, I'm home with the kids all the time. I'm going to get this book. It's nice and thick. <laughs> I took it home and unwrapped it and read it. It was the Bible. Oh my gosh. That is awesome. And I literally read it from the front cover to the back. Like I read all my books. And that, that was my whole salvation right there. I spent months, I think two to three months, just reading that book and talking to him. And I still didn't know any Christians. So often when you look around and you think people know about God, no, I did not know about God. I didn't know any Christians. I had never heard the gospel. I didn't know anything about any of that. And, uh, oh my gosh, he and I got a, quite the relationship going. <laughs> wow. Well, if that is an, an amazing testimony of his unconditional love for yes. us. And I'm so excited to hear more. And, and for all of you that are listening, I just want to remind you that you can learn and hear more about this at www.katy-huff.com to learn more about the coaching and my book, the courses and retreats and follow Katie Huff Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more encouragement and stay up to date on all things happening with Katie Huff Ministries, just like today with listening to 
this wonderful woman of God, C.J. Williamson. And so C.J., um, that is amazing for the just the opportunity to um, be saved in more ways than one. I mean, he saved yes. your life, obviously, and he saved you in becoming to know the the father that he is, that is so loving and unconditional. So that is quite the sequence of events. So how did, can you share what else happened and what, uh, what how you've been able to see God move in your life from that point forward and even to set yourself free from this isolation that you have put yourself in lately? Yeah, well, he had a unique plan for my life and yeah. it would uh, eventually I'll have to write a book, but yeah. he, he literally miracle after miracle after miracle um, that he showed me, uh, he taught me, he, he brought me along, but I'm going to give you a scripture and this, this is what um, he gave me was Luke 960. You have called me to go and proclaim your kingdom, oh God. As the Father has sent you, you also send me. And so from that point on, he taught me to go boldly and speak the things that he was giving me. Um, now, years later, I understand he was giving me prophetic word. Mm. He was having me speak into people's lives. And um, I just let him do his thing <laughs> That's pretty smart. without any filters on it. I didn't have any filters. Um, and, and so over time and, and being such a, a unfiltered disciple, I often would go and, and speak things and sometimes they weren't received. And <laughs> so I went through a lot of, uh, different persecutions. Um, mm. Sometimes my gift was not welcomed. And um, a lot of people at that time, the word was starting to come out. A lot of the TV ministry was starting. So some people were starting to hear things that way. But the local churches, for the most part, were not necessarily receptive to the move of the spirit. Mm -hmm. and um, anyway so I was in that period of time and it, it just after so many wounds I just shut down and said okay I'm done getting beat up I'm just gonna go home and have my wonderful relationship with the Lord and he and I get along great so <laughs> that's, that's good and so yeah but it's you know, it is true. We need other people. And as, as at the retreat, it was so nice to have other women, you know, sharing their stories and, and being together and not judging one another and being accepting. Um, that's so huge. It's so mm -hmm. huge. Yeah, it's definitely a safe place. We work really hard at creating that and free of judgment because none of us are perfect. There was only one perfect man that walked this earth and his name is Jesus. And so we can come along each to with each other 
and stand beside each other and lift each other up in, in an environment where there's no one pulling you down. We're actually always lifting each other up. And that's a safe place. And we weren't created to be alone. We are created to be in community. So it's an awesome that you came and that um, you've experienced that people are open with their love and acceptance and encouragement. Would you agree with that? Yes, yes. It felt good. And, and my spirit was just very at peace and, and accepting and letting others pour their love on me. Um, that was huge. Mm. I, you know, it, I, there's no words for it. <laughs> How about your cup is overflowing? Yes. Yes. It, it, like was, mine it is. felt really good. It felt good. Yes. That's what it does for me as well. CJ is that you get to walk out feeling the unconditional love of God, but also that you have sisters in the same walk that want nothing but the best for you and, and are speaking love and encouragement into you all the time as they're receiving as well. It's a beautiful exchange of give and take. Yes. And being open, so many shared the trials and the tribulations that they'd gone through. And, you know, society doesn't let us open those doors so readily. And so you don't realize, wow, other people are going through this and they're going through that. So then you don't feel that you're alone. Um, other people have had similar experiences. Right. We're not, we're not isolated in only experiencing the um, isolation in regards to not being able to feel safe to be able to share what has happened or where you're at. But um, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And as long as you're putting one foot in front of the other and trusting the timing of everything, that we will persevere and we will achieve God's plan as long as we don't quit. And so um, that is awesome in the sense that you really made a huge decision to join a group of women that you had really no one understanding of who they are and trusting in God's plan to come <laughs> to, to uh, the location that we were at in Montana, in Paradise Valley, and to be able to realize that you're going to set yourself free from isolation. So <laughs> the blessing is, is that was the start. So what do you think is your next steps in continuing to walk out? No more isolation. Well, <clears throat> it's staying in contact, um, being willing to, to continue to stay in, in contact and, and also to maybe open some avenues locally, um, find uh, some people around that might um, have a similar desire to, to get together. Uh, and then maybe in the spring, I can drive back to Missoula. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Obviously not going to do it in the winter, but. <laughs> it, it does take um, planning for sure in Montana, because <laughs> we do know that we can have some pretty uh, big storms and some lots of snow 
However, there are those moments where we get four seasons in a day, as you know, CJ, and it, the sun comes <laughs> right. up, it melts the snow and melts the ice and we're able to travel. So, uh, but thank God for Zoom as well, right? Because yes. even though you're not there to touch, hug and hold, um, but there's also just at least being able to see each other's face and see each other's smiles and, and be connected that way, even if you are locked in. But um, obviously you making the decision that you're setting yourself free from isolation. How long have you felt like you've been uh, isolating yourself? Oh, gosh. Two thousand, yeah, probably since two thousand, so twenty years. Wow! And what what do you think was the impetus to make you want to just go in and isolate yourself? Um, having been attacked in church, verbally, mm. physically, and having the congregation of about 300 stand there and not do anything mm. and having a parishioner try to run me over when I was trying to leave with my kids. And finally, as I'm getting in my car, the pastor finally waking up and realizing that maybe he should do something. <laughs> and it took him five years before he came and apologized. Nobody from the church came to my house to see how I was. Um, and we're talking, this was a physical attack. Mm -hmm. This gentleman was so disturbed with my presence that he was trying to uh, assault me. And I just, and my kids were ready to give up on everything. They were like, enough mom, you know, um, and then it was just like, okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm just not going to go out because these things are happening on, you know, to, to such a point where it's, it's become, I mean, if, if he had run me over, my kids would have been orphans. Right. So what comes to my mind is a couple of things. Number one, God never leaves you or forsakes you. And that's one of my questions. Right is what experiences did you have where God never left you or forsaked you and helped you set yourself free? Well, that's a perfect example. He never left you. And the other thing that comes to my mind is that, you know, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. And that's for all of us. And so when you realize that hurt people hurt people and they're right. broken, and the enemy is doing a tap dance on our back because he thinks he's winning until you stand up and say not today and and that god never leaves you or forsakes you right so. well and i didn't want i didn't turn my back on god i continued to i continued my prayer life i continued to walk with god i just That's stayed great. out of churches well and, and, well and, and, I, I i i continued on i just stayed out of churches <laughs> you know it's really interesting and, and i'm glad you're saying that you continued on because it's not about the people it's much as it is the relationship that you have with god because because god is you know our our all in all he's you know our father he's our provider he's our protector he's our vindicator he has a plan for us that is perfect and people, I mean, people are broken, no matter if they're in the church or out of the church, 
I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt of being in church is that they're trying to at least come to know the love of the father and the unfor unconditional forgiveness of their, of their mistakes. And so, um, but we well, all have to today, do what we have to do and thank God that we have, have a relationship with him because it, it has created you to be who you are today and that you're still as strong in your faith walk and in knowing who he is for you. Oh yeah. I couldn't do without him. Right. I mean, he does miracle after miracle in my life time and time again. Um, that's kind of like that joke does. about that's, that's a joke CJ, about here's your sign. It's like, how many times do you have to have the sign when you realize, okay, this is the real thing. Yes. <laughs> well, and one thing I'm seeing now more than in a very, very long time, the prophets are now being listened to. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people wonder, how do they know this? How do they know that? It doesn't matter how God gives the message to them. Right. The important thing is it's not to tear people down. It's not to scare you. It's because God's trying to warn you. He's trying to help you. And he sends the prophet. It might not be a pleasant message but it's because he's trying to help you right. he wants you to look at something and change it or do something different and he's trying to give you a heads up so don't attack the prophet they're just they're just the tube that the message is coming through right. and uh, as i told some of the girls when i'm giving the word it's like, I'm not even in control. I, sometimes I don't even know what's going to be coming out my mouth. It's, he, he just takes over completely. And the message comes out. It's not my thinking or my knowing. It's straight from him. And it's just because I'm willing to open my mouth and let him use it. Um, mm -hmm. Right. And so it's he's so using, important. Yeah, he's using to know you as, as the messenger. Yeah, and and it's it's not to hurt anyone, even if it's even if it's a tough message. It's not intended to harm. It's intended to warn, to help. Maybe something needs to be changed. Right. Well, and God is a, a loving God. He's the he's the, the poema. He is the man that loves us unconditionally and he wants nothing but the best for us and his plan for us is perfect. And so he gives us free will at the same time, as we all know. And when he gives right. us free will, sometimes we have to learn the hard lesson because we think we know better than your heavenly father that planned your life out for you to be the best you could ever have. As long as you surrender and realize that his way is so much bigger and better than our way but that's a process for people and not, and that's the thing for us that are on this, this path. There's so many people that are, you know, just starting. Like if you look at baseball, they're just starting to even walk to the batting box, let alone swing the bat and run the, and run the, you know, the, the, the three bases. And so everyone's timing is different. And I think as mature people 
that know God, we have to be a little bit more um, forgiving and patient with people's, um, you know, their own path that could be slower than ours. And then we just pray that they one day will get to where God's plan is for them so they can have the best amazing experience that they could ever imagine in their life that he wants nothing but the best. So like in my book, CJ, I talk about why would we settle for the crumbs when he wants us to have the whole buffet? Right. And, and, you know, the whole thing that your book addressed about taking off the mask, don't pretend to be perfect because that disguises what's going on in your life. And that doesn't really help anyone. Uh, but by taking off your mask and being real with people and the good and the bad, both, uh, let them know what's really going on. That's so much more helpful uh, yes. for everyone. And when we take our mask off and set ourselves free, we unconsciously give other people permission to be set free as well by just being an example to them to be courageous and vulnerable to be set free. So what advice would you give someone who may be going through something similar? Um, except when God sends someone. Now you came up in the bleachers with your book <laughs> at the reawaken. And it was like, okay, yeah, I'll take your book. But then I came down and talked to you guys at your booth. Um, and I wasn't planning on coming. And then I came home and I read your book. And then you called and it was like, okay, I'm listening, God. She's not just being polite. She really is a connection. Um, and so sometimes, you know, we can miss the signal. I think, and you know, you were obviously passing the book out to more people than me, but out of all those people, you came right up to me and handed me your book. Um, and I definitely read it cover to cover as soon as I got home. Uh, wow. But the fact that you called me really put the icing on the cake because it's like she she had hundreds of people there at the at the event that she could have called and she called me and so that really meant something to me that 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 you reached out um in person and then i was like you know what i need to pay attention and then we did the zoom call and i was like yeah i'm going <laughs> oh well what a blessing what a blessing it has been from the time we met in person and that was in the, I think it was September. Yeah. It was at the end. Yeah. It was, end yeah, it was like the 19th or something Yeah, to having, uh, you know, getting to know you personally on the phone and personally on the zoom and then having you spend this weekend in Montana with all of us women at the um, women's retreat and has been nothing but a blessing. And we're so grateful that you are here and that you have grown and that you are stepping into all that God's plans are for your life as we move forward as a group of women of faith. And so is yes. there anything else you'd like to say? I just, I just feel blessed and, 
I think this is just just the beginning of a dynamic relationship. Uh, there's so many people that I met and I was like, I don't wanna lose contact with them. Each lady that was there had a, a special place in my heart and I wanna see how things go for them. <laughs> um, and just to see the fruit of, of the ministry. Yeah. Well, I am forever blessed because of us meeting and I look forward to all God's plans are for us moving forward. And I just want to thank all of you that are listening on our podcast here of setting yourself free. And until next time, I really encourage you to go to www.katy-huff.com to learn more about my book, the coaching courses and retreats. Follow Katie Huff Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more encouragement and stay up to date on all things happening with Katie Huff Ministries. Thank you very much for your time. God bless you. And may you also be working on setting yourself free from whatever is holding you back. God bless. Hello, friends and family. This is Katie Huff with Katie Huff Ministries. The reason that I'm reaching out to you today is because I have had the incredible experience of using the MyPillow products. So what products are there? There's the pillow, of course. There's the sheets. There's the towels. And in fact, my puppy even has a dog bed. So I'm reaching out to you because I have the opportunity to help you to save a lot of money when you find these products to be such use for you and your family. So you can go to mystore.com slash unmasked is my promo code. So you're going to want to use my promo code to get those discounts or mypillow.com slash unmasked. That way you're going to get an incredible discount. You're going to enjoy the sheets, the pillows, the towels, and hopefully your, your little pet will enjoy the dog bed as well. Thank you.